Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, sure we get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is sports times. We are back talking week nine of the National Football League. Joining me, as always, is Bill Needles. How's it going, Bill? Just swell, thank you, Matt. All right, good to have you back. And riding out the trifecta is his brother, Craig. How's it going, Craig? It's been a little bit of melancholy football week for me. We'll get to that in a minute, I'm sure. But Yeah, um, lots to talk about, so, so I think we will forego the National Anthem on this one. And uh, just slide right into, before we even talk about Week 9, a lot of trades were made this week. And not necessarily, I think, the biggest in terms of impact on the teams involved in the trade, but maybe in, in just in terms of uh, sentimental reasons would be, I think, your boy Demarius Thomas now heading to the Houston Texans. And they're playing each other this week, which is weird, because you don't normally yeah. see that in football, right? <laughs> like no, the, the first yeah. game is against uh, against the team that traded you. Um, Demarius Thomas is the the second best Broncos wide receiver of my lifetime. I don't really think there's much of a debate there. I think only Rod Smith is ahead of him on the power rankings there. Demarius Thomas is going to be a ring of fame uh, player for the Broncos. He's not at number retirement level because there's only one number retired in Denver, but he's going to be a ring of fame player for the Broncos. I, I assume that's number seven. That would be seven, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, he is uh, someone there, there. There's obviously in the Demarius Thomas era, there were uh, five consecutive AFC West titles. There was the Tim Tebow 80 yard touchdown uh, reception in the playoffs against Pittsburgh, which is probably a top 10, maybe top five, like individual Broncos moment in my life. Like it's uh, it was a, it was a sad day. Like I understand why he was moved. Like they weren't going to bring him back next year. I understand why it happened from a football perspective. It made sense. But uh, uh, Demarius Thomas uh, moving on. It was uh, it was a sad day for me. Was that the first that that uh, Tebow touchdown? Was that the first game that ever went into overtime with the new rules? That's right. And it, was, it ended on the it? first yeah. and ended with a touchdown on the on first, first play. play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. I like that because I remember there were a lot of. People I couldn't that, believe that. Because I honestly, could not like. And that was one of those things where it was like, because back, you know, back in the day, there were the like, because that was the weird Tebow year, and and obviously the like hardcore analytics guys were just like, how is he doing this, right? And then they yeah. were, they were and just, remember Denver was up twenty to six, I believe, in that game. Yeah. And Pittsburgh came back and tied yeah. it and sent it to back, overtime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, Pittsburgh's got like, you know, fam- famous last words. Okay, Pittsburgh's rolling now. Like they figured out the defense. The offense has done anything in a quarter and a half. Mm-hmm. And then the first play in overtime, Tebow just throws the the ball down to Demarius, and he and he runs the rest of the way for the score. It was pretty incredible. Yeah, they were not expecting that slant whatsoever because there's nope. like one guy back. And then or like, you know oh, what? Maybe maybe they thought, okay, maybe the, maybe this slant is coming, but they thought the Tebow. Okay, if we if we leave this open, the field Tebow will miss the slant. Well, he he got that one. He yeah. got that. One. Um, in terms of impact for that trade I don't think now obviously Will Fuller going down I'm very depressed about uh, considering they really need that like they have to score points especially with that offensive line being not so great and the defense not really living up to the hype right now for the uh, for Houston what is Houston's defensive DVO ranked fifth in DVOA, so that's not too bad. But uh, 24th in offense, and then you lose Will Fuller. Not great. Um, 
I don't. Think the offense though is is really coming around lately. True, um, and and I don't know whether that's that's Thomas. Uh, no, excuse me, that's uh, Watson getting healthier, which mm-hmm. yeah, probably is a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are them finding ways to scheme around the offensive line being terrible? I don't know what, but the offense has been has been better as of late. So to me, like. If you wanted to put together a Houston is the third best team in the AFC argument, I know the numbers wouldn't back that up right now, but with the way we've seen them play the last couple of weeks, if you want to put together a Houston's the third best team in the AFC argument, I would not reject it out of hand. I still think it's the Chargers, mm-hmm. but I think Houston's almost there. Five-game win streak. Like I said this about the four-game about the four game win streak, but this is the quietest and most awkward like five-game win streak I think we've ever seen in the National Football League. But at the very least, this this like acquiring Demarius Thomas like this will make it so you can't double team uh, Hopkins. At least, on at least you'll have to respect play. the yeah. other guy. Yeah, you'll have to at least say, okay, the other guy might might do some things to us. And um, obviously, Fuller was was more of a stretch the field guy than Thomas ever would be, but. Uh, I think it's a it's it's a good pickup for Houston. It's a good pickup for Houston. Yeah. Um. The other emotional move that went this uh, not quite as emotional, but uh, my boy Golden Tate got moved, and we had uh, you'd brought this up on the podcast last week about what uh, yeah I, I said to do with the Golden Tate option, and uh, here we are. <laughs> yeah. I I and, and honestly, there weren't even Golden Tate rumors at that point. Just no. sort of like I was like strolling through the lions over the cat page, and I was looking at it. And I'm like, oh, okay, and I'm thinking about Kenny Galladay. I'm like. Okay, maybe you have to realize at some point that Golden Tate's not going to be on the team next season, and no, he's not. So yeah. um, they 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 did the right thing. And look, Matt Patricia at his news conference week said the thing he had to say, which is, oh, I don't think that we're we're giving up this season, or I don't think that we're we're a worse team without Golden Tate. You clearly are. Yeah. Um, but this still was was the sensible move. Yeah, get, getting that third. Not only that, but I don't know if you looked at the Lions books, but uh, they're going to have something like. Probably with the cap going oh. up as well, something like fifty million dollars. They'll have some money to play with to for play sure, with, which right? yeah. made sense because people said, "Okay, why don't you just hold on to Golden Tate and get the comp pick?" Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to get a comp pick if exactly. you go out and spend forty million in free agency. Yeah, which so is, no, which is the, why, the Lions yeah. now. Now the Eagles might get a comp pick if mm-hmm. Golden Tate goes someplace else because the Eagles have basically zero dollars to spend this offseason but the lions have money to spend but here's the thing and we talked about this last week if you're the lions wide receiver is not the place where you're spending that dollars those dollars yeah and if you are it should be on like a third slot guy right like right it should not be the 15 million dollars if if golden tate calls up calls up a team and says i'd like the sammy watkins deal someone's gonna say yes to that yeah and Uh, the lions should not be that team absolutely not um Best Golden Tate memory was the uh, overtime touchdown against. I'm sorry, Bill. It was against your Vikings when he did the when he did the backflip in the end zone from like the five yard yeah. line. That was pretty sweet. But uh, I had a lot a lot of great Golden Tate memories. The worst of which is obviously the weird Atlanta play that should have been a touchdown but wasn't a touchdown because one of the guys got like a pinky on him. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, no playoff wins <laughs> during the Golden Tate era, as is tradition with the Detroit Lions. God, it sucks so much. Um, on a more hilarious uh, trade note, Ty Montgomery was shipped out to the Washington to uh, to the Ravens right out of Green Bay after that fumble. That was a real like, they, like I, I think I joked with you guys earlier about uh, why the Packers moved Ty Montgomery, and then I, I sent you the clip of from Key and Peel of uh, Keegan Michael K going insubordinate. 
and churlish what sure. he did last week. Right? Like, I just the, the clip of him bringing the ball out and then fumbling and then Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines, like, and you can read his lips. He goes, "Why the fuck is he bringing the ball out?" Or, or like, yeah. "Why the fuck did he do that?" Sort of a thing. It was just like, oh, oh boy. Oh. Well, yeah, and that that was. That was it for Ty Montgomery. And here's the other thing about the Ty Montgomery situation is he was taking backfield snaps from Aaron Jones and like just about every Packer fan and anyone who has watched football would tell you that not only is Aaron Jones, I think Aaron Jones is the second best player on the Packers. Oh, Devontae Adams is pretty good, but the Aaron Jones is really good. And the fact that Ty Montgomery and Jamal Williams are taking his snaps for some reason was bizarre. So this is going to be less option for that. Ha ha, Clinton Dix goes to Washington. I like that for Washington, but probably, I mean, I, I think Clinton Dix might be a touch overrated. <laughs> you think he's still, uh, oh, excuse me. I think he's, I think he's still getting a lot of press from his college days. Cause, uh, but, uh, yeah, I think he's fine. And, and th- fine, that yeah. defense is a middle of the road. Like they needed safety help. Mm-hmm. Like he's better than the dudes they had. And, and people don't realize, and the, the NFL to me is a sport where this matters the most is, Yep. Who snaps is he replacing? Hmm. Like, is he the best safety in the NFL, Clinton Dix? No. But is he a hell of a lot better than dudes Washington has been trotting out there so far this season? Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's going to really improve their defense. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Anything to add to any of these, Bill? Not particularly. Yeah, all right. Fowler. Stuff. I'll see the guys in action. Yeah. Fowler went to the Rams, which um, to me, that's just. Uh, Fowler going to the Rams to me is hilarious. Is, is, because it, it was slightly unnecessary, but I get it from the Rams' perspective. But oh, they, you've already pushed all your chips to the center. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. I was thinking this in, in terms of like, like, like real poker doesn't work like this. But you know how in the in in television shows and movies, whenever they play poker, there's always the scene where the guy's like, they're like, you can't meet my bet, and then the guy has to like, you know, all right. Uh, <laughs> or it's like you can't you can't match this bet, which means you have to fold, and I win the pot. So the guy goes, no, wait. And then he like takes his watch off and throws the watch in the middle, yeah. or like the car keys in the middle of the pot, and he's like, "I call right." And then that was basically what the Rams were doing with this foul trade, right? Oh man. Well, and here's the thing about um, if, if if the Rams are thinking to themselves, "Hey, maybe playing on a defense with the dudes that we've got on the front seven, specifically Donald and Sue," and then you know th- these, this is the sort of guy that over the years Wade Phillips has whispered, you know. And he's figured out ways to make these types of guys effective. Um, I think that there's a lot of upside here for the Rams. And again, the Rams really want to win the Super Bowl this season. And rightfully so. They're a really good football team. So if you can add someone who can really get to a quarterback and the Rams believe they can make Fowler into that guy. And Fowler's shown that. And he played at the University of Florida. And I saw him take over football games there. That hasn't translated to the NFL yet, but maybe Fowler just needed a change of scenery. And he was kind of surpassed by a few guys in Jacksonville, which I think says more about Jacksonville's excellent talent acquisition on defense, more so than it says anything about Fowler. You know what I mean? Like, he probably wasn't the right pick at three, but still. Um, I think this is a good pickup for the Rams from the perspective of, you know, you give up a third-round lottery ticket, which, you know, fine, but you, this, this could really, really pay off for them. And he's another guy. If he has a big second half of the season, he goes away, and the Rams aren't spending any money this offseason. There's a comp pick that comes back. So the Rams may have just, instead of trading a third-round pick for, for Fowler, they just give up a 2019 third-round pick in exchange for a 2020 third-round pick. Like, that's possible if Fowler is good down the stretch here. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, to me, I think Fowler benefited a lot from playing for Jacksonville because, as you mentioned, um, because he had the other guys drawing attention. 
so that I think helped boost his numbers because he 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 has like he had eight sacks too. Yeah, he's one and he's one. Of, yeah, he's one of the biggest guys in terms of hurries too. And there's like two other teams in the league where he could get traded to, and that would still be the case for Dante Fowler. And the Rams are one of those teams. So yeah. he's so I I, I kind of like that for for him. And and from what we've seen time and time again, the teams that win in the National Football League over the last year are the teams that just have depth, just depth everywhere. Like if a guy gets hurt, doesn't matter. Next man up, right? Yep. All right. Um, before we get to the actual Week Nine lines, the by teams. Anything you want to say about the Arizona Cardinals, Bill? Yeah. What can I say about the Arizona Cardinals? <laughs> Hasn't already been said about Afghanistan. Oh no, <laughs> they are bombed out. Um, depleted. <laughs> they're yeah, they're pretty terrible. But yeah. uh, nothing I think we need to bring up. I think we're not surprising anyone at home with that information. No. Uh, here's what I want to say. Allow me to be the only person this week during the bye week to actually big up the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, and for, Why? for for this and only this reason, I have the San Francisco 49ers under. So Arizona, good on you for getting those two W's. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure those Dude. are the, like the only two W's you have. But right what now, like right? what like the Niners have one win, right? I know, but still. Right? <laughs> like you know, like, like uh, how 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 early do you need this bet to pay? Do you need the money that bad, Pierce? I don't I don't know because I mean like <laughs> as quickly as I'm gonna win this bet, I'm going to probably lose the uh, the Panthers bet. So so there's that, right? So so I just. You know, and I'm the only guy who's going to say it. So good on you, Cardinals, for just coming through <laughs> for me on that one. Um, and I think the first one was actually with Garoppolo still on the field. So I don't know, but I might be misremembering. No, that I believe that was the uh, yeah. game after Garoppolo got hurt. Might, Garoppolo yeah, got okay. hurt. So I am misremembering that to quote Roger yeah. Clemens. Um, Cincinnati, anything you want to say about Cincinnati, Craig? Um, no, they're they're the same old Bengals, whereas they're somewhat middle of the road. and They might make the playoffs. We'll see. Yeah, probably won't get a win. Um... Colts, Bill, anything? Um, no, I mean, they, they put a, a decent performance together, but against the Raiders, so I don't think it counts as a decent performance. So we'll see if, if Luck can actually put it together against a good team. I think the that the, 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 the Andrew Luck being able to take the Colts roster from awful to mediocre shows how truly awful the Colts were. Um, having a quarterback of that caliber should be able to make you a good NFL team. Yeah, and the Colts are sitting at three and five, so they're not a good NFL team. And apparently, Andrew Locke is not enough to make them a good NFL team. So that shows the rest of the roster is really lousy. Yeah. So bad. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars signed Landry Jones today. Craig is the noose tightening around Blake Bortles' neck. Formerly, Sir, have... <laughs> formerly Sir Blake Bortles, but I mean, he he lost his Sir title this yeah. weekend. That's always depressing. Honestly, you know what the Landry Jones the Landry Jones says signing says less to me about Blake Bortles than it does about the damaging courtroom loss the NFL is going to have against Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Every time this happens, I'm like, oh, okay, there's another one for Colin Kaepernick's lawyer. Okay, good. Yeah. Like, in what universe is Landry Jones better at football than Colin Kaepernick? Yeah, I just we're not there. We don't live in that universe. Um. As for the impact on the Jaguars, no, it doesn't tighten the noose at all. Um, Landry Jones is probably worse than Cody Kessler. So <laughs> do with that what you will. So there's that, yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> New York Giants, Bill? The Giants bet is the one I was sorry I was thinking of that I'm going to lose as quickly as I'm going <laughs> to side the Giants over. Shame on me for, for that. Although, more shame on the Giants for just being terrible. You, you know what? I, I thought the Giants were going to be a, a decent team. Um, I thought the Giants would be mediocre. It was eight. Their over-under was eight. 
And yeah, like, thought, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. If your thought was the Giants would be mediocre, yeah, which it was, it was a perfectly reasonable thing. Yeah, and I thought because yeah. like I, I don't remember exactly how many they won last year, but I think it was closer to eight than than they've looked now. And they had Ben McAdoo. No, it ended up being year, right? five, I think, because was they it? they picked second in the draft. That's how they right, got the, yeah. the bring back. Right, good point. Um, but yeah, the DVOA would tell you they should be a little better than one and seven, though. I'll promise you that much right now. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, who had a gold. Here's what I will today. say, though, about the uh, the Giants, quickly mm-hmm. before we go, yeah, sure. is their offense is 22nd in DVOA. If you have a 22nd DVOA offense that has Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham Jr. on it, um, I don't, like, that just says a, a whole lot about the coaching and the talent and, and everything else. I, I think if you put a top five offensive line in New York, they're a top five offense. Uh, Eli's. I understand that he's been he's been harassed a lot this year, and I get that. But but even when you're not Eli Manning, harassed, can, if you're can Eli Manning be harassed? the quarterback of a top five offense anymore? I don't think so. Yeah, I gotta agree with Craig on that one. I think it's time for them to turn it over to that backup. I mean, I definitely think they should turn it over, but I still think he could, like. Again, do you need a top five? You need a game manager when you have Odell Beckham and yeah. Barkley. I just don't know. Like, well, part of Odell Beckham though is at least the idea that, hey, maybe they're going to throw it over the top. Mm-hmm. That's and at least, still, you know yeah, what I mean? That's at least need to it. throw it so that only he can mm-hmm. catch it. All I'm saying is there's a quarterback that's playing for another New York team right now, the Mets, who <laughs> really, really <laughs> could improve Mets. things. <laughs> really could improve things yeah. for the Giants. That's the all I'm saying. Mets. Oh, my favorite squadron. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, anything... Uh, we have to say about uh, I I thought I thought we were ready for for them in Jacksonville to kind of be the same thing where it's like huh maybe super big ass Super Bowl hangover for the Eagles but uh, I I think they might have turned a corner with that Jacksonville win and uh, I I mean I didn't I didn't mention this when we were talking about Jacksonville so if, if I want to backtrack um are we worried about the Jacksonville Jaguars as far as making the playoffs Craig oh God yes. Yeah, I uh, they're very very much worried. Certainly relative to Houston, mm-hmm. and I think Houston's Eagles, better than they are. Yeah, I think the Eagles have turned the quarter. What do you think, Bill? Um, I, I think they've gone from being a mediocre team to a team that I would trust. Um, in one week and out the next, I don't know if I would want to put money on a, a playoff appearance just yet. I'd want to see a little bit more. But yeah, he's. Wentz has looked way better in the last four games than he has in the first four. So, I wonder what the Eagles' odds are to win the division. I'm going to try to look that up as we, yeah. as we do. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's all the bye week teams. Six bye week teams this week. So let's slide into week nine, and we start off with a doozy of a Thursday night football game. The Oakland Raiders head into San Francisco to take on the Niners. Who? Oh, God, sorry, I threw up in my mouth a little bit there. Um, San Francisco minus two and a half. I mean, I don't want to talk about this game. We're not betting on it. Do you have anything you want to say, Craig? All I want to say is that if you are one of those yeah. compulsive types that just has to gamble and you're thinking to yourself, oh, home team on a Thursday, just yeah. remember those rules don't necessarily apply here because everyone's sleeping in their own bed before this game. Yeah. Um, I believe I re- anything to add, Bill, before I... No, San Francisco. I guess I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah it's not good. I, I, I don't I, care about this. Some somebody on Twitter, one of the math guys on Twitter that I follow football wise, I think statistically proved that this is the worst game 
to ever be in primetime in the history of the National Football League. There were a couple of really bad Tennessee-Jacksonville games in there. So yeah. that's yeah. I remember a Tennessee-Jacksonville game on a Thursday, and it was like in like week 12, and the two teams had like three wins combined. Yeah. There's uh, been a few but this is worse. Games. Okay, good to know. Yeah, good. Is, I, I'm not challenging that uh, yeah. assertion. I'm just, it's good to know this is worse. Apparently, just like, again, and this involves like, you know, that crazy math that I, like, I'm, I'm fairly decent at math, but I can't do that crazy super math that people do. <laughs> And according to the crazy super math that people do, this is is the worst <laughs> primetime game in the history of the National Football League. And no, that doesn't surprise me. At all. If, like this game would obviously be the the Scott Hansen game if it were if it were one o'clock, but unfortunately, this game would somehow be the Scott Hansen if it was on Monday Night Football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, by the way, from the DVOA's perspective, if you're curious, this is 28 versus 30. So, Ooh, cool. God. See you Thursday. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, my my, my ritual of, uh, of you know, football on the left screen and game, you know, poker on the right screen. I'm going to be looking. I don't think I'll be glancing over to the left screen too often, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Maybe, maybe just put full screen poker. In yeah. <laughs> we'll the, All the right. Way to do that. Let's talk about much better games. Uh, Sunday night. Or Sunday uh, afternoon, I should say, one o'clock games. The Pittsburgh Steelers head to Baltimore. Baltimore getting minus three. Uh, what say you, Bill? These ones are always gritty. Um, I, I think I probably take Pittsburgh here uh, because I like the odds of this game being settled by a field goal. Uh, so I'll take the push if I have to. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very much with you. I think that Pittsburgh's better than Baltimore. I think that Baltimore is a little bit smoke and mirrors, and we saw some evidence of that last week. They didn't just lose to Carolina. Like I, Carolina got some breaks in that game, but the 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 Panthers really beat them. They really beat them. That was not great. I kind of want to take Baltimore here. I might be insane, but uh, I don't know. I kind of I kind of just want the home team in this one because mm-hmm. Baltimore what? Baltimore's thing is they can't play on the road. Is is uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big. I just think that, and you know what, you know Pittsburgh's struggling the road lately as well. But I just, I don't know. These games are usually close, so I think it's a situation, as Bill pointed out, where you're probably going to want to have some points at some point during this. Good point. Um, all right. Uh, next up, Chicago is heading to Buffalo. Who is, is, uh, do we know? Who's? I mean, is Terrell Pryor going to play? quarterback for the I, Buffalo I think Bills having, the let's have a conversation right now about the number of quarterbacks that would be better for Buffalo that they could hypothetically start in this game yeah um Trell Pryor obviously yeah Colin Kaepernick definitely no no question about that the three of like, us like, like uh, the three yeah sure certainly the three of us yeah uh like and look I, I I joked about it earlier but like I'm I'm not joking right now no call, there yeah. is an outfielder for the New York Mets who would be a better option at quarterback than Nathan Peterman this weekend <laughs> not not even for the Mets for the Mets what is it double a team double a yeah double a <laughs> yeah he's in double a right now yeah it's yeah. it's god it, it's it's ugly this is as ugly as it gets Chicago minus 10 as a home or as a road favorite that is so gross. Like the fact that like Mr. Bisky being favored by ten points on the road. Yeah. Like how like how does that happen against an NFL team? And That's unbelievable. Bill Bill took the minus fourteen last week and it or the, sorry, yeah, the it worked. almost worked if not for that pick six. Yeah, if not for that pick six, it would have worked. And like it I, one thing I forgot to factor in when we were talking about that last week, Bill, because I remember I said you gotta throw all the gambling adages out of the window when, when the Patriots are all involved. I forgot to like we just completely forgot that Bill Belichick is gonna was like 
this time last week when they were preparing for that game, Bill Belichick walked into his you know his room with his coaches and his boys and and went, all right guys, we're not going to use any real plays in this game, <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. let's. Like, and honestly, did like, they talk yeah. like how, like last week? And look, I know that Bill Belichick's always on to Cincinnati, on to whatever. Yeah, but. If we were to, I wish that we could have had bugs in the New England coaches' room mm-hmm. because I would love to hear how many times the words Derek and Anderson were said during last week's game prep, and how many times the words Aaron and Rogers were said during last week's game prep. Because I would willing, we willing to bet you that Aaron and Rogers was more. Yeah, I, it, it's yeah, it was it was so it's so bad. But I mean, like, oh god, do you hold your nose and you take Buffalo here? I mean, that's that's. What you're supposed no, to? No, you can't. You can't bet money on Nathan Peterman. Yeah. You, you cannot. You cannot bet money on Nathan. <laughs> pick six is coming, right? Like, and I've said on oh, this yeah. podcast that you. And again, we, and here's the thing. Yeah, pick six like, I understood. Like, and and fourteen in a night game, like that's a different conversation. This is this is like you can't. And and Derek Anderson was starting then, who's not good, obviously, but he's not Peterman. Like you can't. Like if Nathan Peterman was starting this game, you can't bet on Buffalo. Like what's this? This line's gonna get higher than ten. No, like it's staying open at nine and a half. Something to be said for the fact that the Bills kept the Patriots without a touchdown until what late third. Yeah. Now here's here's the Again, dirty secret. Yeah. Well, it's not even a dirty secret, but here's like just the facts. Buffalo's defense is most like they're fourth in DVOA. Yeah. Like they're, they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. Well, because I mean, but that's the how they offense Bills is unquestionably the worst in the NFL. By and you got to wonder how many points are they coughing up in the fourth quarter because their defense is gassed. Yeah. Because they're spending three quarters of the game on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's that element too. Yeah, and to say Buffalo's but like Buffalo's like offensive DVOA ranking is is dead last in the league. It is so much worse than that. They are right. so bad. Like this here's is, here's the number. Arizona's offense is the second worst. They're minus thirty eight percent DVOA. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills minus fifty one point eight percent. Yeah, which I believe is on pace to be the worst or second worst offense that we've ever seen I, I was just gonna say that i think this is the worst offense we've i i've ever seen in my entire life i can't i can't think of one like the 2005 bad. 49ers were historically bad, bad on I offense assume the 08 lions were really bad right but uh the 08 yeah. lions but well the 08 the, the 08 lions via dvoa were not no 16 team yeah oh yeah definitely well because they lost like five or six Maybe even more. Maybe it was more like yeah. half the games were lost by like a touchdown or less, right? Like they were they were bad and also pretty friggin' unlucky that year yeah. too, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. The Bills' offense at minus fifty one point eight. I believe the worst for a full season is the ninety two Seahawks at minus forty nine point seven. So if things keep up. This will be in the DVOA era, which I believe goes back to nineteen eighty seven. Mm-hmm. This would be the worst offense we've ever seen. Makes sense. Story checks out. Uh, next up, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Fitzmagic back at the helm. And I assume that uh, Jameis Winston's man, they got like a weird $20 million option that if they pick up on him or something like that, then Buffalo should. The jump. way the way that that works is that the yeah. option's been picked up. Yeah. But right now they it, can right? cut him with no dead money. Yeah. Here's the question, though. The option is guaranteed for injury. If Jameis Winston gets hurt, if Jameis Winston tears his ACL or something mm-hmm. between now and the end of the season, all of a sudden that $20 million is guaranteed next year. Jameis Winston's on the team. Now, I, I think... If you're the Buccaneers and you're thinking to yourself, you know what we don't want is to guarantee Jameis Winston that money? You've got to keep him off the field the rest of the year. You can't let him get hurt playing pro football. No, absolutely You not. can't. You can't. Now, is Dirk Cotter going to be worried about that? Probably not, because... To 
quote, there's something about Mary, step into my office. Why? Because you're fucking fired. Yeah. Uh, he's, that's that's <laughs> yeah. going to happen to Dirk Cotter at some point. So he's not terribly worried about it. And the rest of the front office may not be worried about it. But if you're someone who cares about the fortunes of the 2019 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jameis Winston cannot be back on the field in 2018. Play Fitzpatrick the rest of the year. And if he gets hurt, figure something else out. If you want to distract the PA and you want to distract everybody, just sign Kaepernick and be done with it. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> terrible. We're we're just gonna suggest this for everybody that they should sign Kaepernick. Um, Carolina minus six and a half. Um, God, I'm so scared of this with with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I'm I'm scared of laying that six and a half with with Fitzpatrick. Yeah, no, I'm I'm avoiding this game with the flag. Stupid. Yeah, what yep. do you think, Bill? I think you gotta take Carolina here, uh, even even with the the touchdowns. I think they're gonna be able to keep. Tampa Bay from moving the ball very much. Tampa Bay is going to get their 20-21, whatever. But I think Carolina should be able to score. This is not a great defense in Tampa Bay. Um, They should be able to get 30. Yeah. I mean, so I think Carolina can win, and I I think they can win by more than seven. I I agree that Carolina, Carolina and, and like, shout out to Norv Turner. Yeah. Because, like, you know, we all thought that Norv Turner, uh, at least I thought, that, you know, the game's passed him by a little bit, and we've seen him go to a couple places where things have struggled on offense. But you give him Cam Newton, and you let him get a little creative, that is a number five offense in DVOA. They're, Carolina, Carolina's tough, man. They're legit. Yeah. I I mean, other than the Graham Gano field goal and, and the fact that, I mean, like, yeah, there are a couple of things. Like, Philly really collapsed against them. Oh, yeah. They, I, I, I don't God, dispute they've had some it. things yeah. go their way, and and uh, they, they, they've had some luck go their way to put them at 5-2, and two, but the yeah. offense is legitimate, and Very I think good, they are yeah. going to they're going to really run it up against Tampa Bay this, this, yeah, this I had I had their under at the beginning of the year, and part of that was the North Turner factor, as you mentioned. That was yeah. one of the things that was in my head. I it looks like He's I'm, been great. Like yeah, They've got some yeah. really creative stuff going on. He's it been really good. It looks like I'm going to be well, super wrong the, in Carolina. Yeah, that one creative kid. What's his name? McCaffrey. Christian yeah, McCaffrey. Like, yeah. And yeah, yeah, here's the thing. We've given we've given Turner some pretty neat chess pieces from the perspective of uh, Cam Newton is I would uh, obviously a very unique player in the league. Christian McCaffrey's a unique player in the league and uh, you can do a lot of fun things with him as far as scheme. DJ Moore has been quite good uh, the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, no, they've uh, they've got some stuff going for them for sure. Uh, next game, the Kansas City Chiefs are heading to Cleveland. Um, Hugh Jackson fired finally. Good. Yeah, about time. I mean, you have to ask yourself, why now? Why not before the season started? <laughs> um, yeah, three and uh, somebody read something. I'm that. I'm looking it up right now, but he's uh, and uh, this is uh, this is a true stat. Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackson's is, winning percentage. Oh, is this the Bill Belichick thing? Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I read this. Hugh Jackson's this winning percentage as the head coach of the Cleveland Browns is point eighty eight. Mm-hmm. So point zero eight eight. He is three wins and 36 losses. For Bill Belichick to have that same winning percentage as the head coach of the New England Patriots, and this is true, like I forget the exact number, but this is true, the Patriots would have to lose, I'm not joking, more than 800 consecutive football games. Yeah, I, I read that too. It was over 800. I thought that stat was goddamn brilliant. <laughs> that, 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 doesn't, that seems made up. Oh, yeah, no. we've, lost, we've lost 700 in a row. Yeah. <laughs> So Bill He'd Jack, still be better at 700. Yeah, Bill Jack I can't to, believe he's still letting him coach after losing 700 consecutive games. So. Yeah, Bill Jack, Well, he would have that much good rapport, I think. With uh, I guess. Uh, yeah, with you can't England, fire him. Yeah. No, it's unfireable. So he would have to live for at least another 65-ish years and lose every single one of those games. 
because he's not making the playoffs, that, right? I can't yeah. believe that 130-year-old Bill Belichick is coaching NFL games. Yeah. He hasn't won one in he's just on the, years. He's just on the sideline looking somehow even more like Emperor Palpatine at 180, at like 128, <laughs> right? And he's just like, please release me from this torture. <laughs> God, so bad. Um, Greg Williams is the coach, too. Like, why was this not a complete house cleaning? This doesn't make sense to me because now Greg Williams... Because was- honestly, I, I, I think it, like... It was you literally just needed someone, and oh, yeah, Greg Williams was in the right. building. Like oh, that's yeah, yeah. honestly, that's honestly all it was. But like um, we're not. I that would f- love it I if the Browns say. were to hire some really smart, innovative coach. They go out and hire like John DiFilippo, the Vikings' offensive coordinator, this summer. Yeah. I think that would be really good, or this spring rather. I don't know if that's what's going to happen. I hope that they don't just be like, oh, guess what? We're bringing back, you know, yeah. fill in the name of some coach who's been fired six times. Like I hope they don't do something like that, but. Really? Yeah, yeah, no, we don't need that. Yeah, it's just weird because we're not that far removed from Greg Williams never being allowed to coach in the NFL ever again, right? Did like, you see his bizarre comments today that, like, four teams have offered me a head coaching position, and I said, no thanks. I'm like, oh, okay, so you said no thanks to beat the defensive coordinator in Cleveland? Like, I don't know, guy. Like, that seems that seems made up. Yeah, I'm like, oh, so we're just lying now. Are we Greg Williams? Yeah. That's what that's Oh, yeah, what Brian, like... Brian Billet quote tweeted that with, uh, yeah, yeah I've, I've also been offered several jobs. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he, Billick was clearly joking. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, Kansas City, this line actually moved a uh, little bit. Kansas City was laying nine on the road, and it is now down to eight and a half. Uh, what say you on this one, Bill? I think you got to go Kansas City. Yeah. I think when it comes to these big spreads, really where I, I, I put a lot of the onus is, can they score that much? And with Kansas City, the answer is simply yes. Browns are three and one at home against the spread, so they've been covering these high lines at home. Is 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 what yep. I'll say. Now this is a different uh, Browns uh, third and DVOA on defense, but yeah, this is one, yeah. they haven't seen anything like this come in there. Obviously, yeah. I I stay I still say stay away from this because I'm just I'm not laying eight and a half on the road even with. Here's one of the, the thing: great how much would Cleveland? Let's let's just say you bet on the Browns, yeah. and you have the eight and a half. How much would Cleveland have to be up by for you to be like, okay, I feel safe? Yeah, that's like true. Like if, even if they were up by, let's say they're up by fourteen, so you're up by twenty-two and a half. Would you really feel that good about your bet if it's still like the second quarter? Yeah, probably not. You'd be like, oh, you know what? I'm still worried about this. Like, there's a chance that Kansas City scores the next four plays. Like, yeah. oh, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, it, that's uh, why I say stay away because I, yeah. I, I'm not laying the eight and a half on the road. This that's just not what Matt Pierce is going to do. So, something about how bad Buffalo is, though, where Kansas City's laying eight and a half on the road against Cleveland. And Trubitsky's getting it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's a good point. This is one of the best offenses in the league right now, and they're getting eight and a half on the road. And so point. is Mitch. Kansas City doesn't play Buffalo at any point in this time this season, do No, it. actually, uh, let's find out what the highest. Like, I'm going to look at the Bills schedule, and we'll find out what the highest Bills spread between now and the end of the year is. Like, obviously, if Josh Allen gets healthy, it's going to change it a little bit. But yeah. we'll. Uh, I'm going to look that up right now. While I do that, I want to ask you guys about this because I saw this discussion on Twitter. If the NFL MVP vote is held this weekend, is it clearly and obviously in only Patrick Mahomes that should get votes? No, uh, Todd Gurley and Drew Brees, I think. Uh, I, I think, think that those are yeah. those are reasonable voting options as well. I think those are the I think three, that though. you have to vote Mahomes first just because yeah. you have to. I still but, would, yes. Um, I'm just saying. One Mahomes, yeah. two, two Brees, and three Gurley is kind of where I think I would go. But. Yeah. And kudos to Gurley for uh, – because, like, obviously, like, he's – Near the like he's he's thinking or has the potential to break Ladanian Tomlinson's uh, single season touchdown record, 
And yeah. he did that thing where he went down at the one yard line, which I loved because I had the Ram. Now, actually, it didn't matter to me because I bet it early enough that I had the Rams um, or I had the Packers plus the nine and a half. So, so was, whether he scored or not, you were good. Scored or not, I was good. But obviously that, you know, dipped down to nine and then close to game time, seven and a half. So a lot of people were affected by him going down and, uh, and including like it, it stopped the over from covering as well, I think. And yes, and just there was, I just, all I could wish is that Al Michaels was calling that game. Yeah. And, and also <laughs> like the fantasy odors who were complaining that Gurley didn't go in the, just like come up here to Southern Ontario so that I can fight you. Okay. Cause like the, what, what Todd Gurley's already done this year for you to complain that yeah. he went and he down. already had third and he already had like, well, 25 or depending on your league scoring 25 or 30 points that day. So like, oh, whatever dude, just yeah. bleep yourself. If that was, if that was your, st- if that was your immediate response to that, cause it was 100% the right move for him to do that. And, uh, yeah. you know, get like gambling be damned. It was 100% the, yeah. the move. Um, yeah, so we're moving on. Have you looked up the uh, the bills? Other than at New England, which is yeah. week 16, December 23rd, so Allen's likely back, and who knows how much the Patriots are yeah, going to be trying. Yeah. Got involved, and yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Then like, so after the Chicago game, they're at the Jets, which like mm. it's not going to be that high. Yeah. Bye week, home to Jacksonville, you know, Bortles, whatever. Yeah. At Miami, home to the Jets, home to Detroit, at New England. Uh, on the road against Miami, so so we're not going to see any like minus seventeen potentially twenty. Other than like the at New England that. could be minus twenty if if yeah. if Peterman or Anderson starts at New England on the on uh, December twenty third, that's probably going to be minus twenty one for yeah, the Pats. You might see, yeah, you might see the minus three scores, which you were yeah. to see. My God. Yep. Um. All right. Next up, the Nye Jets are heading to Miami. Miami getting the home bump at minus three. Craig Needles. Well, I know that it's hard to say this in a week where there are six teams on bye, but yep. Scott Hansen, yeah. do not show this game. Yeah, I, I have nobody no, wants to see this. I, I have no uh, desire to bet on this uh, game. Bill, anything to add? I don't have strong feelings one way or the other. Well, because it's, it's the most generic and blase line you can possibly think of: division yeah. game, home team minus three. Like yeah. that's like what 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 else is there? Like that's just the most has, blase line in football. And it has none of the cadence of Pittsburgh Baltimore, which has the same line, right? Like there's, there's yes. none of yeah. That, no, like, this is yeah. This is whatsoever. division game between two lousy teams. Yeah. Ah, uh, whatever. Minus three for the home team. Okay, yeah. good. Like all right. Like how long the like how long was the meeting in Vegas or whatever <laughs> yeah. sports book setting this line? All right, Miami the Jets. What are we gonna do? Miami minus three. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, talk about the other games. Like, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They moved on from this one very quickly. They did not yeah. sweat over what the line for yeah. this game was. Yeah, um, all right, next up, grudge match, Billy. You and me, our boys, the Detroit Lions are heading to Minnesota. Minnesota, this game, this line opened up at minus five, and it has crawled down to minus four and a half. How do you feel about your boys in this matchup here, Billy? I think I got to like it. I mean, they they very much held their own last week against a probably a better team than Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I like Minnesota to win this game. I would maybe take the points, but I'm a believer, so obviously I choose the Vikings. My, uh, my, my, and well, it's not just me who has this theory, but a lot of the analytics guys whose opinions I share that uh, momentum is is not a real thing took a hit in that uh, New Orleans Minnesota game because Minnesota was driving right to to go up two two touchdowns at the end of that first half, and then that Thielen fumble happened, and then the game was just over from that point. Yeah. 
That was uh, that was a strange football game. Here's what I will say about that football game: If the Saints are turning it over twice and getting a score on defense, yeah, like I don't care who you are, you're gonna have a tough time beating the Saints this season. Absolutely. And what did you make of? I mean, I was gonna bring this up when we talked about the New Orleans game, but what did you make of New Orleans? Is like because Drew Brees did not have a good fantasy game, like or a good stat line. It was like one. They don't. One they don't need to do like. Well, even if you yeah. don't take away the stuff on defense, like they. They don't need, like, th- there was a time when if you're the Saints and things were going to go well, Drew Brees had to chuck for 350 and three scores. Yeah. yeah. They don't need to do that anymore. But the offense is diverse enough. Like, they've diversified their bonds, to quote uh, yeah. the Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clan financial, yeah. <laughs> they've diversified their bonds on offense, and yeah. uh, that makes them really scary, I think. What did you think And this Taysom that- Hill... Taysom Hill nonsense, yeah. I, no, I, I, I think it's great. I, uh, I and, and, like, you know, you get, like, uh, I know, you're taking the ball out of the hands of Drew Brees, yeah. but every time he comes in there, you're thinking to yourself, if you're if you're whichever team, like, what's about to happen? Yeah. Like, is he going to throw this ball? Is he going to run this ball? Is Drew Brees going to throw it to him? Is he going to yeah. throw it to Drew Brees? There's all sorts of things. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, he's more likely to make a mistake and putting the ball in his hand. Like, when, when Drew Brees drops back and is scanning the field, I'm terrified. Yes, uh, but here's what I would say to that: is Taysom Hill is not going. Uh, and look, I don't obviously have the playbook, but I'm going to suspect that Taysom Hill is not dropping back there and and reading the first three receivers and whatnot. He's dropping back, looking for one thing. If it's there, he chucks it. If not, he runs the ball. Yeah, yeah. And they they get their four yards that they needed yeah. for a first down. Exactly. So I, I would suspect that when he's in there, the plays are. Much, much less complex than when the other guy's playing. And what's what's the advantage? It's cute. I get it. How it's cute. What's the advantage? The advantage is you can you yeah they don't know what you're doing. The, the advantage is you can trot him out there on plays when he's not gonna necessarily get the ball, and the defense is thinking, yeah. okay, what the, he's, he's a distraction. He, yep. he can be a really, really effective decoy. And look, this week, because Sean Payton's clever, the play when Hill and Breeze and Bridgewater were on the field at the same time. Like, there, there was no reason to do that other than fun, and yeah. that was super fun. Um, but at some point this year, maybe they're all going to be out there, and everyone's going to be like, okay, it's a Taysom Hill run up the middle, and then there's, like, double flea flickers and a bunch of crazy crap happens. So mm-hmm. that's probably in the playbook somewhere. And I th- I think that, uh, you know, Sean Payton is, is almost at the Andy Reid and, and, and Sean McVay level of, of feared playbook guy. Whereas when he's out there and, and they're 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 doing stuff and it's interesting, it really puts you off kilter as a defense. So I think that this Taysom Hill thing is just another way to do that. And here's the other thing: maybe this is a way to save, like you know, Drew Brees is what 39 years old. Maybe this is a way to save a little bit of the wear and tear on him. Maybe if and maybe this is a way to save a little bit of wear and tear on Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram and whoever it happens to be. Just have Taysom Hill run up the middle a couple of times and and dudes fast. And you can line them up all over the place. So I, I like from the perspective of all the neat different things that could come from it that I don't think we've even seen, obviously, a quarter of what Sean Payton has in his arsenal in regards to this. I, but I, they've I, got creative with Camara. They really have. Oh, yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons why the offense is so scary now, even scarier than it was sort of like during the peak Breeze, Graham, Colston era because you kind of knew what they were going to do every time. Now there's all sorts of catch the ball, but he can't run routes like Kamara can. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, he's running everything. So so many options now. It's 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 fun to watch. It's other than it's the third most fun fun to watch offense in the NFL, which (laughs) these days is uh, is pretty good. 
I have this I have this theory, you guys, that um, Bill Belichick enjoys the the Matt Castle Jacoby Brissett games more than the Tom Brady games because it handicaps him to the point where he's like, "All right, now I got to actually come up with some stuff here," you know. And, yep. and 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 I think Sean, I think this Taysom Hill, Sean Payton thing is like a miniaturized version of that, where he's just like, "I'm bored. Fuck it. I'm just gonna throw Taysom Hill in there for one game, just for one well, play. Just like, like, freak I, everybody out, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like Drew Brees dropping back is pretty scary. It's not yeah. like they needed to fix that, you know? Yeah, it's exactly that's that's the thing that's bizarre to me. I don't mind him lining up at tight end, but. Whatever. It does make it a little bit more fun. Um, Minnesota, Detroit, minus four and a half. Anything to add to that one, Craig? Um, I I think I like the Viking side of this. I think that obviously the way to get the lines is to is to run the ball. We'll see if Dalvin Cook's actually out there. Um, But I think I like the, the, the Viking side of this. Currently, as of week nine, there are three teams in the National Football League that are undefeated against the spread on the road. Those three teams, the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. the New Orleans Saints, mm-hmm. and the Detroit Lions, ladies and gentlemen. 3-0 wow. on the road against the spread. 3-0 and against the spread on the road, plus 4.5. And, and the Lions have been weirdly have come into Minnesota a couple times, even during this weird Minnesota era of, well, not weird Minnesota, but this like mini era is, is better phrase mm-hmm. than being, you know, very, very good. Um, they've still managed to go into Minnesota and get some wins. So I'm just cautioning everybody on this one. I'm not betting the lions because I, no, I, I, I don't know if I will either. And, uh, some um, books are offering us at five. Like, this five. was, this opened at five, five by the way, and, and it's, it's now down to four and a half. half. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just cautioning everybody. That's it. Um, last game of the one o'clock slate, the Atlanta Falcons are coming off their bye week and are heading to Washington, Washington, getting minus one and a half on the, or at home. My God, you have to take Washington here. But oh, this is, it. this is one of the most bizarre lines of the season. For yeah. Me. Uh, aside wow. from the fact the other bizarre line is in the Monday night game, which we'll get to later, but yeah. I, I the the one and a half I don't get unless Vegas is trying to pre because I mentioned last why week, is this not shouldn't this be four and a half or three it should at least be the three shouldn't it it should at least be the three but I think this should be Washington by four and a half yeah I I, I am so weirded out by this line I mean maybe it's just Atlanta's getting some weird love because they're coming off the bye and Washington is playing some really ugly football right now like they like they're mm-hmm. getting down into they're playing old here's the thing though 1980s football right now yeah right? but that that's where you can really get atlanta right now because they're missing yeah. middle linebackers they're missing their safeties the, the 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 problem they've had is stopping people from running it up they got and that's exactly what washington wants to do yeah and just man i i'm i'm the 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 redacteds are going to be one of my five yeah oh I, me too definitely the only, speaking of which like yeah. them wanting to run the ball the gut you know who looks great Adrian Peterson, is, yeah, he's has looked like, vintage, I'm, yeah, 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 he looks great. There used to be, there used to be a, uh, a wrestler. I mean, he's still alive, but he he, he doesn't uh, wrestle anymore. But there was this guy who uh, CM Punk was his name, and his character Craig was kind of he was he was a little bit meta, right? And he would like break the fourth wall and stuff like that. That was kind of his shtick, and he was really good at it. And he used to do these things where like 
he wouldn't do moves for a while, like like some of his signature moves. He wouldn't do them for like a year, and then all of a sudden he would bust out that one move, and then it would be dead quiet, and he would just scream, "Vintage Punk!" Right? And and like that, <laughs> and, and every time I just picture Adrian Peterson every time he breaks off one of these like fifteen yard lines, just yelling, "Vintage AP!" Right? Like, like just oh god. Uh, yeah, he has looked re- just rejuvenated so weirdly. And remember, he didn't somebody cut him at the beginning of the year, and Washington just kind of scooped him up for nope, nope. For, for he just uh, he did he didn't have a contract uh, yeah. from the end of the season with Arizona until uh, Washington signed him like like right before the season started. Yeah, it was like a week before the season started, yep. right? It wasn't it, there wasn't like a training camp thing or anything like that. Nope. It was a bizarre, nope. but yeah, I think uh, I think you got to take Washington. Now the only thing I, I have here is is Vegas know that this is the game where because Washington I said this last week and. Greg, you correctly surmised that last week was not the game, but you know this the the the, the Washingtons will get you right. So like I don't know, but my, well, here's the thing though, half, like it's too good. To let's give just up. look at their, their their like obviously they had that weird game against the Colts week two. Yeah, but the rest of their season, nice win against Green Bay, win against Carolina. That's that's not, not, they're a pretty mm-hmm. good team. They 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 beat Dallas. They beat the Giants. The game that stands out, obviously, was that ridiculous loss to the Saints. But other than that Tampa Bay game in week one, a lot of people have gone in the Superdome and and not had fun times. Mm -hmm. And even in that Tampa Bay game in week one, the Saints put up 40. So, you know, maybe that the Superdome was just a place where teams aren't going to win a whole lot of ball games this year and Washington looked terrible. But other than that, they've, they've had a nice little run here. Anything to add to this one, Bill? Not particularly. Like like Craig said, uh, they're going to want to run it up the gut. Um, Peterson should be able to control the clock, so I, I think the Washingtons can get a, a nice win here. All right. Um, best game of the 1 o'clock slate, I believe, is Pittsburgh-Baltimore. I don't think we have any argument on Not that even a contender there, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's uh, that's pretty clear. Although Washington-Atlanta's not bad. Yeah, not bad. Detroit-Minnesota's okay. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah it's, it's not... This week is actually a lot of fun. Honestly, other than, other than Jets-Miami, which, you know... Uh, and Chicago Buffalo is not something that I think anyone wants well, to do. Well, Chicago Buffalo has train wreck implications, though. Right? Yeah, that's so, true. You, so you that's can't true. ever discount that sort of a thing. But uh, yeah, um, oh my God, the four o'clock slates, though. My this, these three games at the four o'clock are all buttes, in my opinion, just yep. absolute buttes. Um, Houston, we talked about this game a little bit earlier via the trade that happened. Houston and the fighting Demarius Thomases are heading into Denver to take on your boys, Craig. The Denver Broncos. Broncos laying one at home. Yeah. I, I don't know. This is an interesting one for me. Um, first I will like say this. Well, a couple things. One, I'm going to ask you a trivia question that you're going to know the answer to instantly. Okay. Um, uh, but uh, obviously things have changed as far as the way that you throw the ball in this league right now. But uh, mm-hmm. Which uh, which pair of receivers all time has the most 100 yard games where both guys get 100 yards? Of all time. Yep. Uh, is it Sanders and Thomas? It is Sanders and Thomas. All right. I did not. Know which? That. That's yeah, I know. I didn't. I didn't know that until the trade happened. But hmm. uh, yeah, not bad. Not bad. Um, either way, um, I will say that Demarius Thomas leaving the Broncos means more snaps, more targets more touches for Cortland Sutton and Cortland Sutton might be a star mm-hmm. he has a chance to be real great um, I still think that Houston's probably going to be the bet this week I'm obviously not going to bet on Houston because I don't do that but uh, I'm very much afraid of what Houston's offense is going to do um, 
I, I the the Denver secondary has not been great this season. Yeah, I was gonna say your secondary has been underperforming a little bit yeah, relative to where we've seen them in yeah. years past. So, yeah, I think that uh, they they might have a hard time stopping Houston from chucking the ball around. Um. Yeah, I don't know Denver with the short home favorite. Like as a short home favorite, I th- I think I like them. My thing is, I just I don't see a universe in which this particular version of the Houston Texans could win six straight games. I'm just so weirded out by that. What do you think on this one, Bill? Denver minus one. I, I love Houston. I, I think okay. Houston's a, a better team here. I, I think Houston is going to be able to move the ball. I think Denver is going to struggle against a Houston defense, a Houston defense that has capitalized on turnovers for the last four games at least. Um, and Denver will make mistakes. I, I think Houston wins this game by six. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we kind of disagree on that, although I'm not so tentative about uh, – I'm not – like Denver's not going to be one of my five, even though they probably should be. Um, this next game, I'm definitely going to have one of my five, but I don't think it's going to be the one that you guys think I'm going to pick. The Los Angeles Chargers are heading to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. The Seahawks laying one and a half at home as the short home favorite. Um, what do you see on this one, Bill? I like the Chargers. Okay. Um, Seattle's played well enough, but... I think the Chargers are just, they're firing on all cylinders, man. I mean, their their defense looks strong-ish, stronger than it has been anyway. And their offense looks absolutely fantastic. Rivers looks good. Gordon is is running up a storm and catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, I, I think the Chargers can win this one fairly simply. Now, Gordon's a little bit hurt. We don't know if he's going to play in this game yet, oh. do we? Is, well, is they, this... yeah, they got, yeah. I mean, Eckler, who's not Gordon, but the mm-hmm. scheme fits him. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, um, Gordon might play as of earlier today. They're yeah, they're not sure either way, it's but be a it, game I think time decision yeah. Type thing. Uh, Joey Bosa might participate in this football game too, and I think that's an interesting part of this. Very interesting. Yeah. I like Seattle. so I, I like I, I I like the Chargers. I like Seattle. I, I like Seattle. Short home favorite. I think I think we're discounting. I th- I think that Seattle's been kind of weird enough this this season that we're still discounting the home field advantage that they have i think russell wilson i i watched him last week slice up my lions on the road um i just and i think i think we we haven't had a weird chargers game in a while so i i i chargers coming off the bye though so there, there's that, yeah that, that's that's kind of, why i like that's why i like the chargers so I, yeah i i just i i'm i'm gonna stick to my i'm gonna stick to my guns with the short home favorite here and i kind of like having russell wilson as a short home favorite in probably what is still the best home field advantage in all of the nfl yep, yep. all right uh, Here's a good one. Game of the year, right? Yep. Uh, this is probably going to be like the Rams play Kansas City this season, true. I will say. Okay. But this is a I good like one. I this one better, though. In the, in yeah. the mm-hmm. like... This line has moved like you wouldn't believe, and Vegas has got to be just laughing their asses off because they've got to have a ton of money on both sides of this game because this game opened up at Rams minus two. Mm-hmm. And then got bet to New Orleans minus two, and is now kind of—I I don't even want—I hesitate to use the word settled, but as of us recording this podcast, it is currently New Orleans minus one and a half. What say you, Craig? Give me the Saints. Yeah, yeah. I bet them earlier this week. Thank God I did. And I went on this podcast last week, and I said that I hope that the Saints lost to the Vikings because we might have seen it get to New Orleans plus three at home, right? Um, mm. Unfortunately, it didn't go down like this or like that. So we've got, uh, I mean, we did get New Orleans plus two. I bet it um, off of this podcast at New Orleans plus the two. 
and I'm still going to continue to bet it at New Orleans minus the one and a half. What do you think, Bill? I kind of like the Rams. Okay. I, I, I think... mean, yeah, anytime. I mean, I, I can't discount that based on the fact that you're getting an undefeated team in week nine getting points. Yeah. And that's that I was just going to say, has that ever happened before? Like, I'm probably like in some freaky way it had to have happened, yeah. but I don't know about week nine, right? Like it's how many week nine games have a team, a week 19 that's looked this effing good. Like they, they, yeah. they look like, you know, an eight, no team. This Rams, right. this is not one of those yeah. teams where you're like, Oh, they're just, Smoking you know, mirrors. Smoking yeah. mirrors and kicking field goals at the last second. No, they have been <laughs> over under for this game. 60, by the way. Yeah, I got fifty nine and a half. Uh, but welcome it, it, to the welcome to the Big Twelve. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, it's so good. Um, God, we, we should bet the over on this just for funsies. Let's be uh, stupid. Let's just be stupid. If you think New over. Orleans for New Orleans to win this game, that over needs to hit. If you ask me, because if, if this mm. game becomes super conservative, the Rams are going to win. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Okay. I, no, I, I, think can, I think the Saints can. I think the Saints can do the control the clock thing if they really want to. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what they're going to want to do because they're going to think to themselves, our defense matches up poorly against that other team. Yeah. So they, you know, hold the time of possession, and and that makes sense. But that defense is a very good, and like Drew Brees wasn't doing whatever he wanted to Minnesota, and the Rams defense is probably better. I'm not sure. I think that there are some weak spots in the Ram defense. I think that, um, and, and I think that Breeze will find him. Um, I think that the, the Saints are going to be able to, whatever the Saints want to do, they will figure out a way to make it happen. I, I just, I trust them from a game planning perspective. And if, if I think the Saints plan is, you know what, let's just go slow. Let's just keep our defense rested, things along those lines. I think that they're going to try to find a way to do that. If the if, And the plan might well be, we're just going to try to outscore our problems. And if so, then these teams are going to be running up and down the field. But I don't know if that's how the Saints are going to approach this game. I, I don't think – I think we like, we're like we dealing with two defenses that are – like I know their offenses are very potent, but these are two defenses that aren't just going to let you roll over them. They're not. They're No, they're better than that. Yeah, but they're, they're going up against – they're going up against some really, really challenging offenses. Yeah. I, I don't see a barn burn here. I'd bet the under ice. I'm seeing, you know, maybe 28-21. Sure. Yeah, I just, I, th- I think you got to bet the, the Saints here, which is, again, so weird to say with a undefeated team getting points in week nine. But uh, I, th- I think the Saints are the play here. I'm, I'm just, I'm sticking to my guns once again. Same with Seattle, and it's the short home favorite. So it's too bad we can't still get it at uh, New Orleans at the plus two. Um, where do you think this line settles, Craig? Probably right where it is. Yeah, I, I I think I think we'll stay at the one half too. I don't think because uh, Vegas, uh, I don't I don't think they want to get. Although you can't really get middled in this game unless it ends in a tie, which boy that would be a, <laughs> what what a horrible blue balls that would be, right? That like, would just like, be the worst result of the season. Yeah, if, if, uh, if we got if what like yeah that you get the blue balls in 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 your, in your football watching like you know and it would just be like oh god are you kidding me no victory we paid for blood right? Like, could just, you imagine? And this yeah. is just ridiculous to think about. Yeah, but could you imagine the Rams? Riding the table the rest of the season, and then winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they're but technically undefeated. There's a tie. There's a they're 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 an undefeated team, but there's a tie in there. Yeah. So they're bragging about being undefeated, but not sixteen. Yeah. Like, what would the seven would the seventy two Dolphins have a party if there's a like I don't yeah, know like, like I don't know yeah the seventy oh you know those old 
farts on the 72 Dolphins would be up going, no, oh, no, 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 ties yeah. a loss, ties a loss. Yeah. You, know, you know, they'd be out there doing <laughs> They're that. not going to win all their games like we did. Yeah, exactly. God. Let's hope it doesn't go down like that. Um, Sunday night game, also somewhat of a beauty. Um, actually, I think this is a very good game. I don't know how this happened. We somehow have, like, seven beauties of a game and three of the – and two of the three – like single game only primetime matchups are just, like two of the three worst matchups of the week. How did that happen? God, we're so unlucky. Um, Green Bay heads to New England. Uh, New England minus five and a half. I don't know what the hell to do in this in this football game. I am staying away from this one for my own health because I am not betting against the New England Patriots. But I can also I'm having trouble resisting getting points with Aaron Rodgers. What do you think, Craig? I want the Packers. I I, I think you do too, because I'll tell you I'll tell you this. I had the points with Green Bay last week. I hate the Green Bay Packers, but when you're cheering for Aaron Rodgers a little bit, you know, it's, it's yeah. not, when you're getting nine points and he's still like so easily scoring these long touchdowns. I'm just like God. It's it's like I couldn't imagine having the Rams minus the nine right now and being like, oh yeah, there's Aaron Rodgers on the other side. But um. You know, you throw all the rules out of the window when the Patriots are involved, and the Patriots, I assume, will bust out the real playbook for this game. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm a little worried. What do you think, Bill? I, I like Green Bay. I mean, it, it's just too many points. These are two great teams that can beat you any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and give me those points. Yeah, I think you have to take the Packers. I'm not condoning it, though. I'm, 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 I'm saying I get it. I agree with it. I would do it. But I'm not condoning it, right? Because it's just with the Patriots, I just I'm I'm not gonna be able to do it. God, there's so much backdoor cover potential with that plus five and I'm oh god, oh it's so upsetting. Um, I like uh, this. Obviously, is gonna be a pretty fun football game. I think um, so too. I'm really looking forward to watching it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the Patriots might even dust off Gronk for this game. <laughs> right? Well, I I think. They um, are obviously, as you you alluded to there, mm-hmm. they are in a situation where we're going to use this guy. We need to use this guy. And yeah. this week they may need to use this guy. Mm-hmm. Monday Nighter, I cannot believe where this line currently is. It actually opened up at Dallas minus four. And the Sharps came in on the minus four. Why, I, 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 I don't know. But they're the Sharp guys. I'm not. But now it's Dallas minus six and a half. Tennessee's had like 30 days off to prepare for this game. Um, g- give me the Titans. What say you, Bill? Plus six and a half. Um, like, yeah, I feel like I probably go with the, the t- Titans here. We got two, three, and four teams. Neither of them have looked good. Um, I think you got to take six and a half points because this one's going to get settled by some small potatoes. Yeah, this has this has last second field goal written all over it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's, like, that's I wouldn't what be surprised I'm... if we see overtime in this garbage football game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not excited to watch this whatsoever. I hate both these teams. I hate the Titans because they're so goddamn fraudulent, and I have their under. Uh, but the Sharps coming in on the minus four and a half is what's messing with my brain here. But uh, the six you and I are going two... against each other this week because I have that Cowboys under, and I've invested heavily in that. Let's get a tie um, then. 
Let's get a tie. Uh, you know what? That's you yeah. know what? That is a great idea. Yeah, let's get a tie. <laughs> right? As like, awful as a tie would be in Rams yeah. versus Saints, like it would yeah. be fantastic in this situation. Yeah, yes, like, yeah. I agree. Tie. Yeah, let's, let's get it. Let's get a tie because then I'm because I'm gonna take the Titans, so I'm gonna have it all. That like we can have it all, Craig. You know, that's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, I just I think they're like I, I I honestly think this is a prime situation where Vegas could get middled. If the if the if, if the Cowboys win by five, <laughs> which they might, which they yeah, because it's it's stupid enough that I could see there being a safety in this game and <laughs> Dallas being like we win by or five. a mixed <laughs> extra point or just something, something stupid. Yeah, there's there's so many weird ways that crap can happen. But uh, I'm taking Tennessee plus the six and a half. I don't I hate them, but I don't get this line whatsoever. Um, all right, so that's it. Uh, we will be doing our week nine picks in a second. Uh, Friends of the show picks this week will be provided by Shane and the Bry Man from the Sports and Sorts podcast. They sent us a little clip, and we're going to throw to them just as soon as we're done doing ours. All right. I have a slight grip on first place after week eight. I will be taking the Washingtons minus the one and a half. I'm going to give me Baltimore minus the three. I'm going to take New Orleans minus the one and a half. I just realized now that I am in love with these minus one and a half lines because I am also taking the Seahawks minus one and a half. And as I mentioned, give me the Titans plus the six and a half. Um, Bill, tied for second place with Craig, but I'm giving you the alphabetical uh, bump into second place here. Who you got? I, I kind of feel just like I'm being a dick, but I'm pretty sure I'm going against you on at least three of those. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I got the Rams, the Chargers. Kansas City, Pittsburgh, and Houston. So is that three of them I went directly against you? Uh, I think so. Pitt, Chargers, and Rams. Yep. Yikes. Well, we win or lose. Yeah, this could be a could be a make or break week for for the pair of us here, because uh, you're taking all the all the uh, all the plus all the minus one and a half. So I love you're ta- you're taking the uh, you're taking the plus one and a half on those. That's pretty funny. I needed that one and a half. Yeah, uh, Craig Needles, who you got? Carolina Panthers, Washington Redacteds. I'm uh, I'm taking the Chargers. So put me in on that one. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. And give me Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. All right. Um. I like those picks. Crossover podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. Email contact at thecrossoverpodcast.com. And our Twitter account is uh, at mpeer6, M-P-E-A-R-C-E, and the number six. Um, check out a uh, pod that we put up earlier this week. Uh, due to unforeseen circumstances, we were unable to... Uh, upload a lengthy Halloween special podcast, but uh, Rob was uh, able to come on and record another episode of our Batman the Animated Series commentary tracks for our uh, little Halloween special there. Um, Stay tuned next week because uh, YouTube will be back as we will break down week 9 and week 10. And also at some point next week, I suspect that we will get out our Daredevil Season 3 review. So we got uh, plenty coming up for both sides uh, for next week. Um, yeah, that's it for this podcast and, uh, Craig needles, bill needles. Thanks for coming on again, as always, you guys. And I'm just going to go ahead and throw it to the sports and sorts guys. 
right, everybody. This is uh, the Sports and Sorts podcast with me, Shane Moore. And I'm the Brian Man. And the Brian Man. And we have uh, been invited for the crossover pod to give our picks, our weekly picks, as a uh, friend of the show. We have five picks. I have two. The Brian Man has two. And together, we will give you Sunday Night Football. And this is going to, against the spread, I think I'll go first. So first game that I picked this week was... Sunday, uh, we're going to talk about Sunday football a little bit later, but first game I picked this week was um, Lions versus the Vikings. Vikings are getting about five points. I don't know what the, uh, what the spread is now, but when I checked last, it was they were get, the Lions were getting five points. Now, the Detroit Lions have lost four of their last six road games, and you couple that with a loss of Golden Tate, which is why I'm shocked that the game, the, 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 they're only getting five points at this point. Um, that's going to hurt. I also think the Vikings will be out for blood after the embarrassing loss against the Saints last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that with that, Kirk Cousins, who has been really good this year, completing about 70% of his passes, um, with them being at home, I expect a bit of a whooping to take place. So I think the Vikings are going to put up 32 points. And even though the Lions have put up some great offensive performances this year, I have them regressing a bit due to that Golden Tate loss. So Vikings 32, Lions 21. Right, okay. Who's your first pick? I like that pick, by the way. I'm well on board with that. So my first game will be Steelers at Ravens. And uh, refresh my memory here on this one. I think you said this. The Steelers were getting three. So are the Steelers the? Yes. Is that is that okay? Yes. I actually like the Steelers to cover this on the road. You know, the Ravens have definitely been, I think, playing a little bit better than expectation this year. Um, their defense is is still very Raven like, despite the fact that Terrell Suggs is essentially on AARP at this point. <laughs> Um, but he's still actually a pretty decent player and that defense has been really solid. Um, but you know what? I kind of like the way this, I feel like the Steelers are starting to find their groove a little bit. Um, this is obviously a huge rivalry game. Both teams are going to be really up for it. The Raven fans are going to be really into it, but I just, I like the Steelers fire uh, firepower right now. And I like the way they're playing offensively right now. I really think they're starting to get it together. James Connor is, I mean, at this point, you almost have to wonder if Le'Veon Bell even has a place on this team. Like, that's how well James Conner's playing. Mm -hmm. He's putting up Le'Veon Bell numbers. Like, if you look at his stat line, he's putting up those kind of numbers. But you know what? The Ravens are going to try and shut him down. They're going to try. They're going to. I would imagine they're going to stuff the box and try and make Roethlisberger beat you through the air, which he's capable of doing. Antonio Brown is playing better. He's playing very well, actually, right now. Juju Smith, I think, is going to start to get it together. Uh, you know, I love their tight end situation there with uh, with Vance McDonald. I just think that the Steelers are 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 going to start to take control of this division, and I think it starts here. Uh, I've got this one at thirty to twenty two. Steelers. Okay. All right. Going with the underdogs. All right. Next up for me is uh, Texans versus the Broncos. Uh, the Tekken, Texans are underdogs in this game, which is another one that is shocking to me. They they actually poached the Broncos, one of their top wide receivers. Um, so that was a little bit shocking to me that the uh, the Broncos, one of their best offensive weapons, uh, weapons in Demarius Thomas, um, is gone and now on the Texans. And Deshaun Watson and the Texans have been incredibly hot lately with Deshaun looking more like the old Deshaun that we saw before he got injured last year. Um, and that's going to spell trouble for the, the Broncos defense. Uh, the Broncos are an okay team. 
and they will this is a type of team that will easily beat up on you know easy teams like the cardinals and then they're going to lose to good teams like the chiefs which is what i think is going to play out this week i don't think that demarius thomas will help the texans much this week but i do think it will hurt the broncos offense which hasn't been great anyway uh, so therefore, I, I think it's just going to make it a lot worse for the Broncos. And even the Texans, even if the Texans start off slow, I expect them to pick up the pace at some point, lay about 30 plus points on these Broncos. I expect the Broncos and Case Keenum to have a rough time moving the ball with Keenum ending, Keenum ending up on his back probably a handful of times, which could even lead to a couple of picks. Um, the spread on this game is the Texans are getting... Anywhere from a point to it's actually even. So um, I'm assuming that the spread is probably even now after the, the 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 trade has been completed and he is actually on the Texans now and that hurts the Broncos offense. So I'm going to say Texans 30 plus points uh, to the Broncos 17 points. So I don't even expect it to be close. Mm. Very strange, too, when you get a guy who's traded from one team to another and he ends up playing his former team that week. Very weird crazy I, I don't even remember last time that happened in football it's like um, in baseball when you see the guy like change yeah, dugouts right. change dugouts <laughs> which we have seen i mean we like have, that actually yeah. has happened yeah. so in football but in football it's more rare because football trades just aren't there's just not as many football trades as there right. are baseball baseball the, the trade deadline in baseball is crazy in football it's nothing right um all right so my second game and i believe that not only is this the game of the week but this could be could be the game of the year Oh, it's right the, now. It's the game of the week. This is it's this is definitely like, the game of the week. Yeah. Uh, Rams at Saints. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong here, the Saints are favored by one and a half. Is that is that right? The Saints are favored. The Saints were favored. Yeah, um, against I think the Rams, it's one and a half. It's weird. It's like one and a half, two points. Some are. Even. I think it's one and a half. Well, so, I mean, it, it it's not really it's kind of a moot point because I actually think, look, at some point, the Rams, the juggernaut that they are. They're going to they're gonna take a loss. And you know what? It's probably in their best interests to take a loss at some point in the season. Mm-hmm. But – and I think this is the week. I think this is the week. I think they go into New Orleans, and I think the Saints hang the first L on them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, what, what's interesting about that too is that the Saints, I think, would be 7-1, and one and the Rams would be 8-1. and one. So they'd be both one-loss teams. The Saints, um, I think, already have had their bye. The Rams don't ha- haven't had theirs yet. Uh, so it could actually make things pretty interesting in the NFC. Um, but I, I just, I like, I really, really like the way the saints are playing right now. They came off a big win last week on the road, um, in, in prime time, uh, looked really good doing it. They played great defense, which they kind of turned the tables on a team that's actually known for its defense up in Minnesota. And they really, you know, they, they Drew Brees. What I think was really special about that win for the Saints is Drew Brees didn't do much. If you had him from a fantasy perspective, you didn't get much out of him because he didn't. He did not do much at all. I think he threw one touchdown pass to Alvin Kamara, and that was it. Defense did the rest. They had a pick six. Uh, they they had a couple turnovers. Their defense looks like it's starting to round into form. And timing wise, that's not great for the Rams to come into New Orleans, and New Orleans is going to be fired up. Superdome is going to be rocking on Sunday. And I, you know what? And I don't think, I, you know, I don't think Goff's the kind of guy who's going to get rattled very easily. He doesn't look, he's not that guy anymore. He's not the guy he was, you know, 
when he first started out a couple of seasons ago. You know, um, this is at this at this point he's he's almost a veteran at this point. Um, but I just I just think that this is one that the Saints get at home. I like I love the way they're playing right now. I love the momentum that they have. If you're expecting points, you should. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. I don't think you're going to see a ton of defense. This is this is a fast track in New Orleans. But I've got the Saints 34-28, and I think, it, I think you're going to have a fun finish, too. And in our... Yes. Now we're going to head on over to uh, Sunday Night Football, which is, uh, you know, I mean, this is... This is also another one that could potentially be a game of the week, but it's a Sunday night football game, so we're just going to let it stand on its own. Um, It's the Packers versus the Patriots, and oh man, this is going to be good. Uh, The Packers had a rough loss last week, and apparently that last play where Ty Montgomery fumbled on the kickoff return, apparently he was supposed to kneel in the end zone, um, which ended up sending him packing. I I don't think it's going to Didn't get him cut, but it got him traded. Yes, it did. Um, I don't think that uh, that's going to necessarily hurt the Packers too much there. The Packers also traded away Clinton Dix, which... That could hurt them a little on Sunday night. I mean, yeah, he has been a great safety this year and played for, played every snap for the team. So this could spell you know a little bit of trouble for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, on their defense. Now this game is always a tough pick for me because I love Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I can't stand the Patriots. The Patriots are on a short week. I, I mean, it's like a long as a short week as you can get. Um, but still, the Patriots should win this game due to the trading of dicks. But. The Patriots' defense let the Bills score six points, and the six points converted from Bills' points to Aaron Rodgers' points is about 104 points. So I'm going to say the Packers' defense, since they showed up against the epic Rams' offense, I think that anything's possible. I think they're going to show up against the Patriots. I think the Packers are going to win this game in a nail-biter of 35-34. to The Packers are given about six points in this, so that will easily beat the spread. I'm saying they're going to take home the game on the road. Uh, 35 to 34. Let's go, A Raj. Wow. Yes. You know what's funny? <clears throat> this game is it, it, it took a it took a football game, a matchup of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, <clears throat> to pull Michael Jordan out of his out of his his crab shell, his hermit hole, yeah. to actually film a commercial about it, uh, a, a goat commercial, which I thought was funny. I don't know if you saw it, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they 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 were doing like this whole thing where, you know, Michael Jordan's weighing in on this whole goat thing and he's talking about these two guys who have the same number and they're go and, and you think he's actually talking about him and LeBron, but he's right. talking about Brady and Rogers. It was actually kind of funny. I was like, "Wow, this is what got Michael Jordan like out of his little hole?" Well, you know, he's, you, he, never... you know he's poking fun at LeBron. Of course he yeah. is. I mean, the whole thing is yeah. is just he's just poking fun at the whole goat conversation right. thing. So, I mean, you know he's seeing it and he's aware, but yeah. at any rate though, um I I I just I can't pick against the Patriots at home. I just can't do it. I get that. When they're home, I don't care. Like I don't care how many days rest they're on, or if they're, you know, it just it's hard for me to pick against that team when they're playing a home game, even with the guy who I do believe is the well, not the greatest of all time, but I do believe Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in football. He's a guy that if I had to pick one quarterback to play one big game for me, he's the guy I'm picking. Um, but I just, I just, you know, if this game was in Green Bay, I might think differently of it. But it's in New England. Patriots just don't lose there. 
Honestly, I could give you all, all kinds of X's and O's, but, uh, but really, that's what it comes down to for me. Now, the big question is, do the Patriots cover the spread of six points? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I believe they do. I just, I just, I think they will. Okay. It, it's this whole pick for me is just more of a gut and experience thing versus a, you know, what the stats. Because honestly, if you look at the way the Packers played in Los Angeles last week, they played a really good game. Their defense in the first half was incredible. Yeah, stout. I mean, very. Uh, that you're not. If you're a Packers fan, you're not used to seeing defense like that. You know that that young rookie cornerback Alexander there was having a he was all over the place the whole game. Mm-hmm. You know that, I don't that I don't led them to believe that they could possibly get rid of Dix. So yeah maybe uh, maybe so <laughs> at any rate though I just um, yeah I I just I actually I, I think it's gonna be close in terms of the spread but I got thirty four twenty seven okay so, so that the, so the Patriots get the last drive and win the game and the and Aaron Rodgers because they're so good at the Patriots so good at managing the clock Aaron Rodgers yes. doesn't get doesn't get that chance once again two weeks yeah. in a row to, yeah. to put it away all right I like it um, all right thank you guys uh, for the crossover pod we want really appreciate you letting us come on and thank you. make our weekly picks uh, you can find us anywhere uh, podcasts are played or you can go to www.sportsandsorts.libson.com. You can find me on Twitter at EinhornersFinkel. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Bry underscore man. And uh, you can find the show. We go live on Facebook at facebook.com slash Shane and the Bry Man. We go live every Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, thanks again for having us on. I hope Happy you, Halloween. I hope your picks are as good as or as bad as ours. I mean, Bry Man, you're sitting at 63% this year. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm, hey, at fi- ha- I'm at 51. So there you go. Awesome. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. Everyone's entitled to one good scare. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Have a good Halloween. Crossover.